0: Hey, welcome to Younger and Older with Jason and Dave. And this is the show where we kind of just pick a topic, talk about it, have some fun, and kind of dissect it from an older perspective, younger perspective, a millennial, I should say, and a baby, baby boomer wannabe millennial.
1: Yeah, the, the guy who walked to school up Hill both directions in the wind and the cold with no shoes.
0: With the worst blizzard ever.
1: That's right. That that's my generation. That's our story and I'm sticking to it. That is
0: our story <laughs> or his story and he's sticking to it. So I am. just think about walking uphill both ways yeah. and that'll get you thinking. Yeah. So
1: Yeah, we, we had it tough.
0: Yeah, I could tell. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I did walk to school though. That's I want to give you that.
0: I did walk to school for period of life.
1: Yeah, I, uh, the younger, And then I
0: walked home. I actually walked home more than I walked to school, I would say. The younger
1: kids today have a hard time fathoming the fact that we didn't have buses.
0: Right, right.
1: And my school was a mile away. So I walked a mile in Chicago yeah. to my school. And then we would actually go home for lunch and back. So we'd walk four miles a day.
0: you go home for lunch. You didn't stay at school for lunch.
1: Uh, very seldom. Yeah. Um, and so I'd walk a mile home. It took me, I had a time. It took me 15 minutes to walk a mile. Wow. Because I was little. I mean, 15 minutes. So I would walk home 15 minutes. I would have a half hour to watch Bozo and eat my sandwich.
0: Bozo. Bozo the Clown. Yeah. I remember Bozo. Yeah. Bozo Bucket. Yeah,
1: he was on at noon. And then I would okay. take 15 minutes to walk back. And if I did that, I was always on time. There you go. So, What fi- time did
0: school start for you?
1: Um, I think school started at... I think nine.
0: Oh, we should go back to those days.
1: I'm not sure, though. I really can't remember. I, I mean, because we walked in the morning, and it, I mean, it wasn't super early. Right. There, were, there were patrol boys out. I mean, I was a patrol boy one year. I mean, what I is think.
0: a patrol boy?
1: They would stand at the busy corners, and they would have an orange Oh, so like a belt. crossing guard. Yes. Okay. Yeah, we call them patrol boys. Patrol boys. And then girls invaded, so it was patrol girls and patrol people uh, kind of thing. But right, it now, used to be just patrol boys. Oh, okay. And every day at school started with the patrol boys who would get there and, and we would all line up and we would take a flag and we would march it out and the whole school would gather outside around the compound and say the pledge to the flag. Huh. The whole school.
0: The whole school outside.
1: Outside. And the patrol boys would march with the flag out and they would present the colors and the whole school would say the pledge, pledge. and then go to go into their classrooms. Yeah. Outside.
0: Outside. Yeah. We would do it in the class. Do they still do that in the classrooms?
1: I don't know. I don't know. Cuz
0: I, I mean when I was a kid we did it in the classrooms growing up, you know, yeah, you had a flag no. in each classroom and at the you know they would come over the PA and you'd do it. Yeah.
1: I, I mean I look back on that and think wow, that was a different time in history. I mean yeah. you there was no apologies made. You were going to stand outside at attention regardless of the weather.
0: Did they have like a um like a paddle board when you were in school. No,
1: they didn't. But, oh, okay. but teachers could spank you. Oh, they could. Yes, they could. Really? Yeah, um, because I got swat. I got a few, a few smacks here and there. Not. I mean, it, it wouldn't be unusual for them to take a ruler and hit you.
0: Right. Yeah. I mean, like that, across the knuckles.
1: Yeah, right across the knuckles, or it, depending on the teacher. We had some men teachers they smack you in the head. I mean, just the backside of your head. Not with They do that with their hand.
0: Man, the world has changed. It Could really you has. you imagine if somebody tried doing that nowadays?
1: I can't. It, it, what's funny is if I went home and complained about it, my dad always said, well, what would you do to deserve that? Right. It, was it, it totally, wasn't. Right. It wasn't. He wasn't mad at the teacher one bet.
0: Yeah. What did you do? Obviously, you deserved it. So yeah. What did you do?
1: So you don't go home and say, dad, my teacher smacked me. That, that wasn't a good thing right. to do. Right. Because then you got in trouble at home and got smacked again. So, whereas it like,
0: nowadays it's almost the opposite. It's almost like the kid is always right.
1: Yeah, no, that's not how it worked. I mean, it was it was very interesting. Plus, you know, just a, a tidbit of information that most people don't know. I was a drummer in the Patrol Boy. You
0: group. were a drummer.
1: I I set the pace. No. Yep. They always you had a, held the beat. They always had a drummer who would who would do dum 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 as we. Went and walked out with the flag. Really, and that was a great honor. And I became the drummer. My eighth grade. You year. were a drummer boy. I was a drummer boy, and so I actually. And then every once in a while, wow, you got a little fancy with it while you're while you're doing it. And uh, as long as you stayed in time, did you, you were, get fancy? Oh yeah. As long as you stayed in time.
0: Wow, I didn't think a, a Swedish boy you know, man,
1: you could drummer boy could.
0: Uh, it seems well. It uh, was oxymoronic f- to me. It was
1: official business. No offense to, yeah. to the Swedish Swedes out it there. It was but. official business though. Okay. Yeah, it was official So we
0: need some, some official business on the air so we can hear the yeah. uh, the beats that you used to throw down. Maybe, right. you could, maybe you could throw in some of that Swedish rap that you I, talk about. I
1: could. You know what? The, I was thinking the other day, I've never had like one of those DNA tests done or anything. <laughs> you, you know what would be tragic? If I came back Italian uh, I, or something like that. Here's, <laughs> here's what <laughs> I want to know.
0: How, how do they track like lineage? I have, no, DNA? Idea. Like, I have no idea. DNA? Like seriously. You know, or is it just made up in a complex way that people believe it?
1: I don't know. That's I don't know, but I, I would be afraid to take it because all my life I've claimed so much of my Swedishness I that I'm laugh. afraid it would come back and I would be you're, Norwegian.
0: You're 2% Swedish. What if I was Norwegian? That'd be funny. Or what if you were like Irish?
1: Oh, I am. Like, oh. I am. Okay. That was Well, Irish. only I, I am a quarter. A quarter. I am a quarter. I'm a, I'm a quarter Danish. Danish? Quarter Irish. Do you like Danishes? I do. That's good. But I'm mostly Scandinavian because I'm, I'm half Swedish.
0: Are you Polish? No.
1: So no kolatchkes. I like kolatchkes, though. <laughs> I do. Well, growing up in
0: Chicago, you gotta like I like kolatchkes. Yeah. So, well, but, we're not getting anywhere. No, so we're not. About, <laughs> let's talk uh, about. Let's talk about. I hope
1: all of you are moved. Now that now
0: that all of you are salivating about danishes and kolatchkes, it's time to move. on.
1: And you're all moved greatly by this conversation, no <laughs> that's doubt. That's right.
0: That's right. Uh, but uh, you know what?
1: You know what? I would would like to talk about though is this subject that's not talked about very much. What's that? The idea of of people. Being just what we would call busybodies. Busybodies. Busy now, bodies. that's not
0: a term that I would say that, that my generation is familiar with.
1: It isn't. Um, in my generation, we used to call them the uh, Gladys Kravitzes of the world. Yes. The Gladys Kravitz. For who's those who's
0: that, Gladys Kravitz? Yes,
1: Gladys Kravitz. If Years ago, and I'm not promoting this because I don't want to get in trouble, but there, <laughs> there was, there was a, a television program called Bewitched,
0: Oh, I remember that. Yeah.
1: And this lady was like, she would- Was that
0: Gladys Kravitz? uh, No, she
1: was was the neighbor. And she always had the curtain open watching the weird things that went on in the Stevens home. Okay. and uh, The Stevens home was the home where uh, the bewitched lady was. Okay. So it was Samantha Stevens was her name. So she would always have her her window open, her curtain curtain open and her face in it, looking at what happened across the street and be reporting it to her husband. She was huh. a, in other words, it, it had no value to anything except for it was funny that she was always in somebody else's business. Right. And nothing ever came of it. So um, if I say to my wife, oh, that's a Gladys, she knows what I mean. Yeah. I mean, this, a, this person is just a busybody.
0: Busybody, somebody who's nosy, getting yeah. into other people's affairs, That's Now, of
1: thing. why would you be overly interested in what somebody else is doing where it has no benefit to you whatsoever?
0: I think it's the, the selfish desire of just wanting
1: to know. So you feel like if you know, you're more important?
0: Maybe. I mean, I, we probably wouldn't admit that, but I think I think the, the selfish side of us just wants to know everybody else's business,
1: just to know. So we can judge it? Uh,
0: so maybe we can compare ourselves to them and say, oh, I would never do that. Or did you hear about it? Or so that we can look important and tell somebody else. Hey, did you hear about so-and-so? <gasps> you didn't? Yeah. So you know? now we're looking really important so then, because we yeah, know and they don't. you're in the know, obviously, and it's like, you don't know? Yeah. You know, you didn't You didn't get that text? Yeah. Really? You, you weren't in that group chat? Oh,
1: now, you man. know what? I, this is not right, but my wife and I have identified people in our lives that do that. Yes.
0: And, and, and I think all of us, if we were to say, you know...
1: Yeah, but some are really good at it. It's like you'll sit with them and it doesn't matter. All well, of a sudden, they'll go, did you know? Some
0: and, are really good at it, and then some are... They think they're really good at it, but it's like you, you know what they're doing. Yeah,
1: but they love telling you tidbits of information yeah. that nobody else knows. They love it. So they're sitting down, you're having dinner, and they go, well, did you hear about you know, so-and-so and what they're doing? It's like, no, and I really don't want to. Right. <laughs> See, I have this rule, Jason, good or bad, but maybe it's an old man's rule. If I know something, I have to do something with it. Okay. Or I don't want to know it. Right. Right. So if somebody came to me and said, you know what, I saw Jason and he was outside kicking a cat until the cat died. Okay. I would go, why do I have to have that information in my head?
0: <laughs> so what would you do with it?
1: I would go talk to your boss and say, <laughs> you know, are you kicking cats outside the building to death? I mean, I, I would have to do something with it. Right. In other right. words, I don't think it's right for me to have information to know something and, and not, not do, anything. do anything with it. Right. I think that it constitutes a busybody. Yeah. Where, where you're out there trying to know something about people and know something, but then don't do anything with it. Right, right. Except for spread it. Now, here's what I could do. I could go to you and say, you know what? You know, Jay, people are talking about you kicking this cat. So I'm doing something with the information. Right. I have not gone to anybody else and said, do you know Jason's kicking a cat? I, I'm not doing that. Yeah. I'm going directly to you. And I'm saying, you know, this probably isn't a good reputation. And this probably, I'm not even going to talk to you about cats and my thought about cats. I'm not going to do that. Right. I'm just saying to you directly, I got information. Right. This information is what I heard. Right. You can go, I wasn't kicking a cat. Right. It was a raccoon. You know what I mean? Oh, absolutely. Or or whatever. Well,
0: and we try to, to, you know, we, I say in general, whenever it happens, especially as Christians, you know, we try to like, sugarcoat it, paint it, so you know, and and almost spiritualize it right. a lot of the times. Like, oh, have you heard about so-and-so? Oh, well, we need to pray for them. Yeah. You know, and it's one thing if you actually do, and, and it, like you said, what are you doing with the information? Are you doing it just to, to say, I have knowledge and I w- I want to share that so I look important? You know,
1: or are you trying to just find out stuff so you're in the know? And I think we do that a lot. Yeah, well, not only that, I, th- I think the rule has helped me tremendously. If I hear something, right? I need to do something with it. yeah and and gossip isn't what I do with it. Right. I mean, it's not that I need to tell somebody else. I need to do something with it. If I have a friend if I've heard somebody's mistreating his, his his wife or or she's mistreating, you know, her husband, I need to I need to go confront that person. Yeah. Absolutely. It's not that I need to go. Are you kidding me? Right. Oh no. I need to tell others about this person. Now, truth be told, I'm in a position Where I'm the president of a ministry, right? And there are times where people come to me and say, "This person I need to tell you about. They should not be on your grounds." Uh Uh-huh. I understand that, right? But then I'm doing something with the information, right? You know, I'm actually figuring out how I can um, talk to the person, or if I can't do that, how how I can make sure that person doesn't get on our grounds or something, because it's my responsibility in that way. But with responsibility and position means I need to act responsible with what I know. Right, right. And that's not just going to talk to people about what somebody told me. Mm-hmm. Um, that doesn't accomplish anything. Um, you know, I think uh, we're, we're running out of time in this half, but I think we're gonna have to open the Bible and talk about busybodies a little bit because here, here's my theory and we'll set it up. I think that people are so um, self-centered mm-hmm. and so um, looking for ways to affirm themselves Mm. that information about other people seems to do that. Right, right. And so they crave that information. And, and hence, you have all this kind of social media stuff that goes on and everything else. Because we tend to think that if we know a lot about other people, that we're actually connected to those people. Right. That's not true. Mm-hmm. You can know a lot about people and not be connected to them. Mm-hmm. And what that does is, it starts to put you in a position where you start feeling badly about who you are because you're judging, right. like, "Oh my goodness, Michael Jordan makes all this money on on shoe endorsements, and I have to work eight hours a day." Mm-hmm. Now you're feeling badly about yourself. Right? You're, you're you're judging things. You're why are you meddling that way? Why are you letting your brain go to somebody else and start? doing those kinds of things. I think, let's get into scripture and see if scripture talks about busybodiness or meddling or something. Yeah,
0: and I think we're just hitting the, the tip of the iceberg. Like I said, I think this is more of a prevalent issue than we'd probably be willing to admit. And the interesting thing is that the Bible does address it and mm-hmm. it kind of addresses it in a very poignant matter. And that's what we're gonna do when we come back here in a second is we're gonna look at the Bible and see what the Bible has to say and then kind of apply it to our lives and really, I think, throw down a challenge for a lot of us to make sure that we're not, you know, being busybodies, or even if we're in the, the habit of unintentionally, if that's even a possibility, being a busybody to stop that. So we're going to take a short break and be right back here on Younger and Older. Hey, this is Jason and David, and we're back here on Younger and Older, and we are having a great conversation, uh, really just diving into a great conversation about busybodies and and kind of um, addressing that from a biblical perspective, and kind of left it off after we just talked about what a busybody is and how it's a person that just likes to dive into other people's kind of business, you yep. know, whether it's yep, for yep, their yep, own yep. gain or to have information about people um, and all that. But now we want to kind of shift gears and see what the Bible says about busy bodies and, and kind of see what applications we can draw yeah. from that.
1: I, I would like to encourage our listeners to go to um, gotquestions.org. Got questions. Whenever whenever they want to ask a question.
0: It's a great resource. Yeah,
1: it really is. And I, I really haven't found that they're really crazy on anything stupid or anything like that. I mean I I just haven't found it. It, They they seem to be sound and just down to earth in their explanation. So I typed in busybody there and it, it basically the question that they answered is what does the Bible say about being a busybody?
0: Which is our question today almost. Exactly.
1: So I want to read part of their answer to you. Read it please. It says a busybody is a person who meddles in the affairs of others. Sometimes this meddling is under the guise of helping, but usually the help is unwelcome and uninvited. Busybodies are often people who are dissatisfied with the level of drama in their own lives and gain satisfaction by becoming involved in the problems of other people. Gossip is usually a staple of every busybody, but it is usually camouflaged as a prayer request or given under the pretense of asking for advice. Hmm. Hmm, That's very interesting. That
0: is very interesting. I I think that might hit home to a lot of people that are listening.
1: Yeah. You know what? I I think there's some general rules you can have. You know, number one, does your um, thinking about this other person and talking about this other person, is it helpful to them at all? Right. If not, don't do it. Right. It's really that simple. And um, yeah, there are some Bible verses. I think we should read some Bible verses and talk about what, what they say here because it's very interesting. Let me just read the second paragraph that they've written here. The, the Bible has strong words for busybodies. And then they go on and they tell us, First Peter 4.15 warns us, okay. make sure that none of you suffers as a murderer or a thief or, or evildoer or a troublesome meddler. Wow. Can you believe it? a meddler is put in with a murderer yeah it's grouped with a murderer a thief an evil doer that's right and then you have a meddler same thing wow that's that's pretty potent it is and i think what happens in the church and even in our homes is we get to the point where we have these acceptable sins Hmm. um and somehow they're really hard to talk about because we've already made them acceptable right we've we've Normalize them, almost. We have. In, in Second Thessalonians, which is fun to say fast. <laughs> say it fast. Second Thessalonians. <laughs> uh, the third chapter, um, the 11th verse, it says, For we hear that some among you walk in idleness, not busy at work, but busy bodies. And, and it's a con- condemning kind of thing. He says, now, we, now such persons we command, and encouraging the Lord Jesus Christ, do your work quietly and earn your living. Oh man. Wow. It's like you know what you get involved in things that you shouldn't be involved in, and it robs you the energy to be involved in the things that you should be involved in. Right, right. Because you only have so much energy. If you're if you're living your life right now and you're trying to figure out you know, how to make everything about you and your feelings and your opinions, and you're feeling demeaned because you don't know something or somebody's not responding to what you have said. So now you're after them in your own mind and you're going to be in trouble.
0: Right. Do Absolutely. your job. Well, and oftentimes, I think we try to get information almost to be manipulative, you know, to try to get a situation or, you know, whatever it is to try to go our way. It's just like you're saying, it becomes about us, whether we're willing to admit it or not. You know, or or we wanna know stuff so that we can compare it to us and be like, Well, I'm not that bad. I would never do something like that. Yeah. You know.
1: And and not only that, you I mean if I can finish the passage here, one of the things that you gotta realize is if you know something about somebody, yeah, one of the things that you wanna do is go to that person and say, Can I help you through this? Right. Absolutely. Not can I talk about you behind your back right. and make you look like a fool.
0: Yeah, if you truly care for a person, say you find out something. Why do you need to go tell somebody else? Go to that person and say, hey, what can I do to help yeah. you? So, you know, Jason, right. if
1: you came to me and you wanted to just gossip about somebody, I, I, the best thing I could do is say, don't tell me. Right. Don't tell me. Unless you have a plan of how we're going to help this person, Right. I don't want to hear about it. Right. Because, again, I go back to the rule I had in the first half. And if you haven't got it, go to relate365.com. You can download it. But it, I, I go to the rule in the first half. If you tell me something, yeah, I have to do something with it. Right. I have to do something with it. I can't just have information go in my head and let it sit there. Mm-hmm. Why? Because if if I don't care about the person, then I do nothing. Right. I'm supposed to care about the person. I have to do something, but I have to do it in a biblical way. Yeah. Which means I go to the person. Right. I don't talk about the person. I go to the person. Or if you're talking about somebody, I tell you don't talk about it. You're done. So I'm 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 commanding you to stop. Right. In that way. Now, I still have the information, but actually, if I think you're just gossiping, I'm going to dismiss it. Right, right. And I'm going, you know what? That information isn't something I should have. Mm-hmm. And it's not information that's even reliable because do you ever play that telephone game?
0: Oh, yes. It's actually a fun group game.
1: Yeah, it is. By the time it gets to the end, it's a whole different because we story. Because
0: all, we all know that it's different. Yeah. You know, it always starts off one thing and then by the end, it's like...
1: Yeah, so I don't even know how close you are to the truth when you tell me something. Right, right. So, this could be like totally wrong, well,
0: and the funny thing is is I think if we were to stop and think of all the people that we know, there are some people that that if they tell you something, you know it's more valid, and then there's other people you know if they tell you something instantly, you're like, "All right, I'll take that with a grain of salt, yeah, you know, and it's funny because that's that's you almost formulate a reputation about yourself based on whether or not how much you are a busybody, right, you know, like. And that's just that's just it is. Well, and,
1: there are some when they're talking, I'm thinking, this is really about you. Right. And I'm not listening. Right. Oh, absolutely. Th- this is about you trying to show me how much you know about somebody else. Right. And you trying to say, I know something you don't know. Good. Go for it. And I'm thinking, you probably know a lot I don't know. And I would like to keep it that way. Yeah. You know, I mean, I really would like to keep and it that way. And my life
0: is simpler by it.
1: You know, what's interesting is they, if they really think, I'm I'm more valuable because I know this. They do not understand someone who says, I don't need to know that. Right. It's like, you know, here's here's the deal. You only have so much energy. Mm-hmm. So much energy. Yeah. Nobody has 110% energy. Nobody. Right. So you have a hundred percent emotional energy, physical energy, et cetera. So if you're going to be somebody who's going to get emotionally involved in other people's lives, and you have a life yourself to live, you're going to expend your emotional energies on somebody else, and when the crisis has come in your life, you won't be able to deal with them. You have no emotional energy left to do it, and you're to blame. Mm -hmm. Do not get involved in other people's lives in a gossip, busybody way. It isn't going to value them, and it's going to destroy you. That's the final word in Scripture, right, right, and we see how potent that is. I mean, you look at that first Peter pa- or
0: yeah, first Peter passage. Yep. You know, and I mean, we we're talking murderers, thieves, evildoers, and then you're talking busybodies. You know, it goes to say something. I mean, you look at the broader the broader idea of what God how what God wants us to live our lives. We're supposed to love God and love others. Yeah, you know, and I think there's there's so much enmity that comes out of being a busybody in relationship to others, you know, because if I have all this knowledge about others, how am I loving them? Right. You know, especially if I'm not going to them and saying, I, you know, how can I help you? Instead, I'm going to you and telling you and I'm going to them and telling them and I've never even talked to that person. Right. You know, and that's going against the the whole concept of what God is trying to get us at. And I think that's, that's even why in first Peter, he, he kind of Puts it in this way is because we're totally going away from the whole idea of how God wants us to relate with others. Right. Because if I mean, if I mean, and even say your excuses, why well, do truly care about them? Well, are you are you just engaging with that person? Then you don't need to go tell anybody. Just go to that person, you know. And if that person doesn't want your help, leave it there.
1: That's right. You know, and that's that's well, just the Bible how you gotta tells do us it. what to do. You can come back with a couple other people who know what to do with it. Right. But, what, what happens is there are people that know what to do with information. Right. Oh, absolutely. To help somebody. And there's people that don't. Right. Uh, What's interesting is if you're listening to this, you know, I'm actually asking us to examine ourselves and to see if we're people who are guilty of being busybodies. Absolutely.
0: Because oftentimes we're quicker to point towards other busybodies rather than ourselves. That makes you a busybody.
1: Right. See, if you're listening to this going, yeah, this person, I hope they're listening. I'm going to get them a copy of this.
0: Oh, absolutely. Stop. Think about yourself for a second.
1: That's the problem. Yep. Repentance isn't just saying, you know, I'm going to act differently. Repentance is I'm going to think differently. Mm. And if you're going to think differently, you're going to look at somebody else and think, what do I need to do for them to make them the best person they could be? Right. And gossip about them is not on the list. Right. That isn't on the list. So you don't do that. You can go to the person. You can go to um, elders in a church or someone. I mean, there are, there are ways. If someone's not listening to you and you're really concerned for the person, Go to your pastor and ask, "What do I do next?" Right, you know, do something in confidentiality.
0: Absolutely, and that's a biblical thing to do. You know, say say you hear something and it's a sin issue in somebody, and you try to go to them, and they don't see it, they don't want to do it. Well, there's ways in the Bible where then you go to people, not everybody, but you know, intentional people, to say, "Hey, I've tried to talk to this person about this issue. They haven't been responding." Can you help me? And like you said, go to your pastor. Yeah. You know, start there because they're they're the shepherds. They're, they're you know, they are there to help you.
1: Yeah. And eventually they will, if they do this right, explain it to the whole group of people what's going on. And they'll do it in a way that, that couches it in helping the person and not just condemning the person. Right, right. Because that's always what we're about and that's important to understand. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, you know I, I think one of the things that I, that I've learned through the years is in my position as, as one who's been the president of a ministry for many years, there are many, many times where people have come to me and asked me why I've done something. Right. And I cannot tell them.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know what? Give the leader in your life a little grace. Right. G- give them some. It's not that they didn't have a reason for what they did. They right. did. Right. And I promise you, if they're a decent leader, they have had other people involved that are at a very high level that know what to do with it, and they're right. not gossiping. Right. And they don't need to talk to you about it, right? And you, you don't don't say, need to "Well, know about I it. need to know whether I should follow this person or not." Well, if it's criterion that means that you have to know everything that they talk about to with everybody else, then go follow somebody that'll do that with you, because the the quality right. leader isn't going to do that. They're not going to start telling you why they met with somebody, why somebody said something. They're not going to do that. Right. So don't even ask them to do that. Mm-hmm. And, and if somebody comes where they have no accountability, that's another story. Right. I mean, right. if they're not, if there's no boards knowing what they're doing and there's no other you know, people. If and, they're just and, a lone ranger, right, that's a different story. That's right. a different story. I think they need to have people in their life right. that they can answer to and say, hey, this is how I did it. Right. This is what's coming up. What's your advice? But they have to be people who aren't gossips or busybodies. Mm-hmm. They have to be people who say, I want to do something that helps other people and not just get in their life and talk about them. Right, uh, I really think, Jason, social media is ruining life on that because I think we're all busybodies to a certain degree, just finding out What's sound bites of what somebody is saying and then giving our opinion about what they said and, and, that's an and how they yeah, meant it. And that's
0: it. interesting. I mean, you look at all the you know apps out there, you know, whether it be Facebook, Snapchat, Instagram. You know, I, I think in general we've becoming a more self focused culture, and in that. There's the comparative notion, which goes right along with the busybody.
1: Yeah, and more busybody culture. Right. I mean, right. we're we're really into other people's lives. I mean,
0: how many times in a week do you say, "Hey, I saw on Facebook, yada yeah. yada yada," you know?
1: And I and I don't want to chase anyone away, but honestly, Jason, I don't know three quarters of the people that are on my Facebook friend list.
0: Right. Right. <laughs> That's true.
1: So. Right. I, I, it's all busybody. Right. Right. I have no idea. They're showing me pictures of their parties and stuff, and I'm going, I, I have no idea who you are. <laughs> Sorry.
0: Oh, no, that's totally fine. And, and like I said, there's many ways to apply this. And yeah. so our hope is that at least it gets the conversation started with you and yourself and just trying to figure out, are you a busybody? Um, and so I encourage you to wrestle with it and do something about it, maybe change some habits in your life. And if you need some help, reach out to us. You can check us out on relate365.com. If you want to talk to somebody, you know, you could talk to somebody, or if you want to listen to past episodes, you could do that as well. But we thank you for joining us this week on Younger and Older with Jason and Dave, and we will see you back here next time. See you later.